Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. It's been a longer match week uh, than normal. There's been a couple extra games, including Brighton and Manchester United. Uh, but what, what I'll do today is begin with, for me, and maybe for some as well, the surprise result of match week 25, and that is Tottenham versus Wolves. So, firstly, we have to congratulate Wolves in terms of the win. Um, fantastic win for for them and fully deserved, in my opinion. But let's cut to a chase and be brutally honest here. I think Spurs gifted the goals to Wolves and in very poor fashion as the goals were conceded in the first opening 20 minutes. And I have to be honest, I think it was awful defending. Um, one man in particular would be Hugo Lloris, uh, especially for the first goal where he gave the ball away uh, by punching it very tamely towards um, Raul Jimenez's direction. And he took advantage of that situation and scored a fantastic half volley. Uh, the second goal, it was Lloris's fault as well, to be honest with you. He pretty much put uh, Davis under pressure with a poor pass. Um, but obviously, Davis didn't help himself by executing a probably just as bad pass towards the direction of Sumedo, who came running from the right-hand flank and passed the ball to Podence, who was in the six-yard box. His shot was a bit of an awkward one as it wasn't cleanly hit, but it kind of ricocheted off the goalkeeper and onto the post, and then the loose ball ended up with Dendonka, who picked it up and finished it neatly. So that's 2 not up uh, within 20 minutes of the game. So that's three losses in a row for Tottenham there. Uh, and this allows Wolves to leapfrog Spurs in the table as they're now seventh position. But Spurs do have three games in hand. Uh, but let's be honest, I wouldn't put... Um, your house on the line or place any sort of bets here with this team as I'm sure Spurs fans will agree with me. They're so inconsistent. You just don't know what team will actually turn up during these matches. Um, and it doesn't get easy, unfortunately, in the next week's show where they face the current champions, Man City, this weekend. So even though they have a number of games to their advantage, I don't think they've taken enough points in recent weeks They've been in good positions to climb up that ladder. And I think at the end, if they're not able to get top four, they're the only ones to blame themselves, unfortunately. And, and I think they would have lost a good opportunity to actually get top four this year because there's a number of teams between, I would say, fourth and eighth that are in the mix. And they're all quite inconsistent in terms of gathering points on a weekly basis. So this season was a great chance for them to get into that top four. And with Antonio Conte in their sort of managerial helm as well, it would have just given them that sort of added boost going into the summer where he might have been able to recruit better players due to the fact that they can offer Champions League football. But, you know, still a lot of games to go. So pretty much a bit um, speaking in hindsight here. But at this stage, I'm sure... A lot of Spurs fans will agree that a lot of drop, a lot of points have been dropped, and it's not looking as clear cut as it probably was a few weeks ago. To be honest with you, 
so on to the next fixture, uh, which is Newcastle versus Aston Villa. So another home win for Newcastle. That's two victories on the bounce since the end of the transfer window. So the new recruits have definitely helped them with regards to that. And this is another set piece from Trippier, but this time it wasn't from a corner. It was a great free kick executed from the edge of the box. Uh, the only sort of downside with this result was the worrying moment when Trippier was injured before the second half. And I believe that he could be ruled out for the rest of the season. It hasn't been confirmed, but if that is the case, it is a big shame as, as he's made such a great impact since joining the club in January. Uh, but we'll see. We'll, I'm sure we'll hear some further developments in the next uh, few days, hopefully. Uh, just got a comment here from John Fiddler. Uh, good evening. Good evening to you, John. Thank you for joining the show. Um, but back to the game itself. Uh, I think Aston Villa were quite unlucky not to get a point, especially as they scored a late goal um, with a Watkins header, which was ruled offside by VAR. But Nevertheless, in terms of Newcastle, this put this victory puts them outside the relegation zone um, in 19th. Next fixture is a tricky one. It's against West Ham and it's an away fixture. So, obviously, I think in terms of home form, that would be very key in terms of their sort of their race to maintain a Premier League status. But away games as well, they need to get at least a point from this one as it's not going to be walking a park. West Ham are also trying to gain momentum for that top four spot. So it'll be an interesting uh, midday encounter on Saturday coming up. Uh, next fixture, Manchester United versus Brighton. So Manchester United were one of the teams that played twice in match week 25. It wasn't a great start, to be honest with you. They drew against Southampton, which must have been disappointing considering they had so many chances. But I feel like Southampton produced a great game and deserved a point in the end. But at least against Brighton, they were able to get the three points. Uh, the goals were from the Portuguese duo in Ronaldo and Fernandes. Uh, Ronaldo haven't, hasn't scored with a number of weeks now, so he was able to break his duck there. The final moment for me was probably the red card, which I have to be honest, I think it was a wrong decision in my opinion. I believe Webster would have been able to make that challenge on Fred uh, even though he was brought, uh, even though he wasn't brought down by uh, Dunk, so I think the ref pretty much folded under pressure there, especially when you had the likes of Ronaldo and his mate teammates pretty much ganging up onto the referee, shouting to say that you know this Brighton player needs to be punished, um, even though he went to a screen to check the incident himself. Uh, I, I think the crowd pressure as well as the peer pressure from the United players made him make that decision quite quickly. But it's definitely one that I disagree with, to be honest with you. Um, in general, the game was a decent one. United's performance was okay, in my opinion. Uh, but as we all know, at this stage of the season, it's about getting the points. And that's the key element of the fixture list coming up now. Uh, this win puts them in fourth spot. And I think for some would be regarded as favourites, uh, considering that they're one of the more consistent teams 
out of a very inconsistent bunch. And I'm talking about the likes of Arsenal and Tottenham here. So, in my opinion, if United were to finish fourth, it should be regarded as a success. I know the viewpoint from a lot of fans from the, from the start of the season would have been where they would have liked to have challenged or maybe even gone on to win the title, which for me was never the case. But I think if you look at what's happened with the club in terms of looking at it in terms of context, fourth would be a good season for them. Uh, it allows them to rebuild in the summer under new management, even though <clears throat> I've heard rumours circulating that Ragnik might be offered another season. Who knows? Um, that's another discussion for another day. But regardless, decent match week, uh, four points out of six. So not end of the world, but it still puts them in good contention to get that fourth spot there. Next fixture, Leicester City versus West Ham. So I think maybe a few weeks ago, I probably would have said this is two teams challenging for top four. But right now, Leicester aren't even in the top half anymore. They're 11th in the league, um, which has just shown the dramatic drop um, considering how, they, how well they were doing early in the season. But in regards to the game itself and the outcome, I think Leicester may feel like they've dropped some points here uh, after losing the lead um, from 2-1, which is a bit of a shame. But in terms of the game itself, it didn't, it didn't start well for Leicester City where Bowen opened the scoreline with a great finish, uh, driving from the right hand, coming towards the central position. And great shot, bottom corner. For me, he's been one of the best attackers this season. And I've been so impressed in terms of the level of play and the consistency of scoring goals week in, week out. I'm very impressed with, with the young player there. And I've, I've mentioned it before, I feel like he definitely deserves an England call in the upcoming fixtures. And in terms of West Ham, fortunately, they were conceding a penalty after a Cresswell handball. Uh, Tillman steps up and finishes the ball neatly from the spot. Harvey Barnes, who was a constant threat throughout the game, um, lost the ball into the box. And Ricardo Pereira, who's not known for scoring these type of um, goals, heads the ball into the back of the net. Great finish. So that puts them up 2-1. Two, two so at that stage, you're thinking, let's have got the win here. Um, they probably need to be more sort of aware in terms of their game management. Um, but unfortunately, that, that wasn't the case. Craig Dawson was able to grab the winner with a late header. I believe it was the 91st minute. So... Leicester would definitely feel like they've dropped points here considering they've conceded in the last minute of the game. But for West Ham, they've managed to get a valuable point and are still in the, in the fight for top four. Currently fifth in the league and only two points behind Manchester United and they've played equal games. So definitely, definitely in the mix. Very intriguing to see how the top four race unfolds as the season goes on. Ten of the top half of the league, you've got Norwich versus Manchester City. So I predicted a 5-0 um, win for Man City, so they let me down regardless to the scoreline. But nevertheless, I think it was always going to be a comfortable win for uh, Manchester City here, and as expected as well. Great goals from Raheem Sterling. Pretty much scored the perfect header, uh, left foot, right foot, and a, a rare-headed goal, which I'm, not, I'm sure he would have been surprised by himself. And I'm really pleased in terms of how he's performed in recent weeks. 
Things have been fantastic um, since he's been given a run of games and he's receiving a lot of praise from Pep and as well as noise from the media and other outlets as well, which is which is fully deserved in my opinion. Um, I've noticed that I feel like Raheem Sterling has been working on his finishing more this season as, as he's scored different types of goals um, and in particular his goal against Sporting Lisbon midweek in the Champions League. What a hit that was outside of the foot, top corner, I think it was like 25 yards shot. That's the kind of goals I expect him to score a bit more. Um, he's good in terms of his movement around the box, but I feel like there's always opportunities where he's dribbling from the left-hand side and he cuts in. And I feel like he's been quite consistent in terms of shooting from distance, but using the right technique as well. Some players like to go for curlers. Some guys like to just smash the ball in. So I think he's finding that rhythm, that variation in his attacking play now, which is great to see. Um, in terms of the game, 4-0, it was always going to be a landslide victory there. City looked like they will hardly drop any points this season um, as they're in such rich vein of form. The next game is against Spurs, which I'm sure they'll be victorious again. Sorry if Spurs fans are not, really don't like to hear that, but I feel like they're unstoppable right now. Even in the Champions League, they showed great form. So, you know, as a Liverpool fan, I'm hoping them, for them to drop some points. But at this stage, it doesn't look like it will be the case. And speaking of Liverpool, um, we can conclude our review of Magic 25, Burnley versus Liverpool. So, I don't think many of us expected a number of goals in this game due to the robust tactics that Burnley deploy, especially at home. Um, I'll be honest with you, I think Liverpool were pretty average during this game. Didn't really come out of second game, in my opinion. But in the end, they didn't have to claim the win. Burnley also had some chances um, in this game, in particular their new signing, Weghaus. Um, but Alisson wasn't really troubled that much and most of the shots were off target. But the man of the hour was Fabinho, who grabs the winner for Liverpool again uh, from the corner. That's five goals in eight games. Um, not a bad return for a defensive midfielder. So he's definitely stepped up during the absence of Mane and Salah, who were in the AFCON uh, early in January. And a surprising one, as you'd probably expect more of the advanced players in, in terms of centre mid or our front three attackers. Um, but Fabinho and Jota, they've definitely kept it going for, for Liverpool in terms of our momentum and our hunt for the title as well, as long as, as well as our charge for the other competitions that we're currently in as well. So speaking of Jota, he had a lot, he had a chance later on in the game, um, but Salah's final pass just lacked pace. And Tarkovsky was able to make a last-ditch tackle. But overall, a good win for Liverpool. Uh, I would have taken a 1-0 win any day of the week. Burnley is just one of those tough teams to, to get a point from. And Nick Pop always turns into Manu Neuer whenever we play against him. So I'm pleased that we're able to get the win during this fixture. Coming up, we've got a double game match week as we play Norwich and Leeds. So... All the fancy managers there. If you've got a side on your team, it might be a good time to triple captain him. Just a little tip there for you guys. Um, so that's my roundup for the match review of Match Week 25. So what I'll do now is present my 
team of the week. So just give me a second before I share my graphic. Here you go. So here's my match of the week. So in goal, I've gone for Foster. So I think a lot of people might have selected De Gea, who made some good saves, especially in the Brighton game. But I've gone for Foster where I feel like his uh, performance against Manchester United early on in the match week 25 was fantastic. He made some crucial saves, especially in the latter stages of the game. I feel like he really stood out and helped Southampton get the point in the end. So that's why I've got him in my team of the week there. Back four, uh, Cucurella. So a player that probably wasn't on the sort of assist she or anything like that, but I've been really impressed in terms of how he's performed. I think against Manchester United, he was really attack-minded, but defensively just as good as well. So an impressive week uh, from him, in my opinion, there. And then you've got Byrne as well, who's a new signing for Newcastle, boyhood fans. So a dream come true in terms of getting that move into the January window. And as his debut performance, he did fantastic, really solid. And I think it was a smart signing, only 15 million. But if you've seen how he's performed for Brighton over the years, he's always been a solid player, very hard to get the ball off and understands the game as well in terms of his role of leading the defensive line. So I think he'll be a key key player for Newcastle going forward. And his partner in this team of the week is Michael Keane, who was on the score sheet against Leeds United. So I've got him there. Trippier, I know he's only played half of the match as he was uh, taken off due to injury, but I feel like the goal was the match winner and definitely see the impact that he's shown in the first half. So I feel like Deserves to be in my team of the week there. My midfield for Raheem Sterling, as you can see, he's got the armband there. For me, star of the week, hat-trick, fantastic goals and showing more variation in his attacking play. And I feel like he's improving in front of goals. So good to see that from Raheem Sterling there. Midfield, I've got Dendonka, who provided an assist but scored in the game against Tottenham. So... Certainly right, he's in that team. A surprise when a long signing for some would be uh, Van der Beek, who's just joined Everton on loan and it was his first performance or first start, I should say, against Leeds United. And I think showed a great account of himself and obviously not to his best ability because I've seen how he plays for Ajax and he's a different level, but showed a different variation in his passing. Um, you can see the stamina in terms of how he play, running box to box. I feel like that's the type of player that Everton will see this season. Might even be very pivotal in hope in sort of making sure that they stay in the Premier League. So, good week for the Dutchman there. On the right-hand side, I've gone for Jared Bowen, who's been fantastic on the score sheet again. I think he's pretty much ever-present in my team of the week now. So, yeah. Keep going because he's, he's had a fantastic season this year. And my front two, I've gone for more pay. Scored a fantastic volley against Watford earlier in the match week. And Jimenez scored a fantastic volley against Tottenham as well. So, so yeah, so that's my team of the week there. Just before I do the predictions for match week 26, just do a quick FPL update. So... In terms of my performance, I pretty much had an average week. I had 
59 points, I believe, which is not too bad. But this person there was actually manager of the week last week. And second week running is Kobe Jr., who scored 95 points. So well done to Kobe. I'm definitely climbing up the league now with two very top, top back-to-back points there. So yeah, interesting how, how your coming weeks um, happen for you in the FPL. But well done to Kobe regarding that. Now, before we conclude, I will do a match twenty, match week twenty six prediction. So, what I'll do, I'll share my screen with you guys uh, of all the fixture lists coming up. There are some extra fixtures this week, um, as a lot of matches were cancelled earlier in January and December. So, let me share the screen with you guys, and then we can have a look. There you go. So, so match week 26 prediction. So let's start off with the first fixture, and that is West Ham versus Newcastle. So difficult one to predict as Newcastle have won the last two games back to back, but they were home games, and West Ham just had a draw against Leicester City in their away game, but they've had been they have been quite decent at home. So in terms of my prediction, I think it'll be a one one draw. I don't think there will be too many goals in this one. Um I don't think Newcastle will be as adventurous as they have been in the last couple of weeks. But I feel like they'll have enough to get the point in the end. So I'm going for one one there. And then the next fixture, Arsenal versus Brentford. So I believe this was the opening fixture of the season. Friday night, I believe it was. So yeah, this one, Arsenal weren't playing last week. Um, so I feel like they should have rested, recouped, however you want to phrase it, and should be full of energy for this game. So I'm going for a 2-0 win to Arsenal for that fixture. The next one is Brighton versus Burnley. Uh, Brighton for me have been fantastic, especially their home form. Um, so I'm going to go for a 2 0 win to Brighton there. Next one is Liverpool versus Norwich City. So, no respect to Norwich fans, but this is going to be a big scoreline again. I predicted 5 0 for Man City today, so I'm going to go for 5 0 for Liverpool, hoping they get it this time. So, 5 0 to Liverpool. For that match there. I know Jota is not available. Um, I believe he's got an ankle injury, but I feel like Liverpool have enough. Pretty much that's the only casualty we have in our squad. So a lot of players to choose from uh, for this fixture. So yeah, very confident about this one. The next fixture is Southampton versus Everton. So Southampton been showing some great form recently. Probably haven't got maximum points as they've had a couple of draws recently, but I feel like they've been really positive in terms of how they've played. Everton haven't been in great form, but have just recently got the win over Leeds United over the weekend. So I think for this match, I will give it a draw and I believe it will be 1-1 for that fixture. And then you've got your next fixture, which is Aston Villa versus Watford. Uh, I will go for a home win and it'll be 1-0 to Villa 
The next fixture is Crystal Palace versus Chelsea. I believe Chelsea weren't playing in match week either, so I think this would be a 2-1 victory for Chelsea. And uh, probably the biggest game of the week is Man City versus Tottenham. Tottenham don't give me a lot of hope in terms of how they performed. And Man City are in such rich vein of form. I'm going for a 3-0 victory for Tottenham there. And then you've got an enticing encounter in Leeds United versus Manchester United at Ellen Road. So that's going to be a fiery, fiery match, especially between the two supporters. Um, I'm going to go for... Let's go for 1-0 win for Leeds United. Let's make this the surprise result of the weekend. And then next, you've got Wolves versus Leicester City. So... I've been really impressed with Wolves, and this is a home game as well, so I think they'll win this one. I'll give this one 2-1 to Wolves. And these are a few more fixtures, I believe. So you've got Burnley and Tottenham as well that are playing. For this fixture, I'll give it 1-1. Uh, draw for that fixture there. I don't see Tottenham doing a lot in terms of attacking play. I think Burnley will be a very t- tough team for them to to break through. So I'm going for a draw there. Watford, Crystal Palace. I'm going for a Crystal Palace win. Uh, I think it'll be 2-1 to Palace. Liverpool versus Leeds United. I'm going for a 3-1 victory for Liverpool and the final one is Arsenal versus Wolves. Wolves, you know, a lot of teams might not admit, but they're in the top four race, in my opinion. So I'm going to give this one a 1-1. One, one. I don't think there'll be a clear winner for this. Um, so that would be my prediction for that one. I'll make a note of all of these score predictions I made, and let's see how many I get right, and I'll present it in the next episode. But that wraps us up for today. So thank you to everyone who tuned in. Uh, if you're new to the channel, please don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. Appreciate all the support. Got some new episodes coming up. So on Monday, I do a Instagram live show. Um, every Monday is at 10.30 p.m. Uh, it gives the viewers a chance to ask me questions, start any debates, or if you'd like to make an appearance on the show, just send the request and I'll get you on as soon as possible. So. I think Monday will be more or less like a mini episode, to be fair, because there have been the the traditional round of games in match week 26. And then after Monday, you'd have had the extra games that have been rescheduled. So it will pretty much be like a mini, epi- mini episode. So make sure to tune in for that. And then the full-on episode that I do on YouTube and Twitter is taking place next Friday, 25th of February at 10.30 p.m. So I will cover all of the matches um, or I'll select the big matches that have taken place in Match Week 26 and also preview the upcoming matches in Match Week 27. So stay tuned for that. Again, thank you for tuning in. Stay safe and I hope to see you all very soon. Good night.